kicking it in the ESPN 105.1 studio. Wooly and Farns are in the zone, bringing you the beautiful game and broadcast HD. When people get dragged to a CFC game, they get hooked. I have not spoken to one person that's been to a Chattanooga football match that thought, I, I didn't really like that very much. Every person thinks, I'm going to come back. And the Chattahooligans just add such a unique atmosphere. They just encourage more people to be involved. And the players are doing really well on the pitch. Soccer in general across the U.S. is, is just exploding. It's a sport that is on the on the up and up. It's finally arrived in the U.S. They've just taken this recipe, plugged it in here into a, a ripe city, and that's why CFC is grown the way it has. From the heart of America's scenic soccer city, this is Chattanooga Football Club Radio on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. Salutations from America's scenic soccer city. We are broadcasting from the ESPN 105.1 The Zone studio. I'm Farns. Hey, I'm Willie. <laughs> and you're listening to CFC Radio. This is our 13th episode. So if you are superstitious, pull out your Wooly and Farns voodoo dolls and prepare to get mystical. Magisterial things are afoot at ESPN 105.1 The Zone Studios. And the most triumphant and bodacious Wooly and Farns are your guides for this radical hour of radio. Your adventure through sounds of soccer is about to take a serious turn. And as you see, our loyal listeners enjoy CFC Radio because of the excellent radio rush. Prepare yourselves for Wooly and Farns' most excellent adventure. We've got a big lineup for you today. Wooly, give us the rundown about what we have in store for today's most excellent show. Brilliant, brilliant start to the show there, Farns. And the film reference was? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. All right, <laughs> dude. Okay, up this week on CFC Radio, we've got match reports from our game. Last Saturday, that was against FC Carolina. And sorry to share this news, but unfortunately, end of our regular season has come to uh, come to a close. We lost against Internashville in the week on Tuesday night. So we're going to talk about that game. Also, coming up on this week's show, we have got CFC's longest-serving all-time goal scorer and all-round fan favorite. That's right, winter is coming. We've got Luke Winter in the house. Also have the very charismatic Chattahooligan Nick Lustine. He's one of the Chattahooligans behind the Community Action Group and the famous Drumline. In the final segment of today's show, we will have more build-up to the Blue Ridge Derby. 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 Hmm. We will have also have, as always, our updated El Conductor account, quiz question of the week, and so much more. So, to start with, let's look back. Last Saturday, July 8th, we took on FC Carolina in Charlotte. This was our last regular game of the season, and the boys came away with a 3-0 win. And we had to have that win in order to host the match against Nashville on Tuesday. In a had-to-win scenario, we did come out on top and came out on top emphatically. 3-0. So, 10 minutes in, Felipe Antonio, who is this season CFC's leading goal scorer. He's had an awesome, awesome season. Let's hope he's back next year. He opened the scoring in within 10 minutes. Then, on the 37th minute, Felipe Oliveira, another Brazilian, with his first goal of the season. And he's been so close in many, many games, but he finally gets his goal. He had a really impressive game as well. And then, in the 79th minute, Sindre Wilo, the cool Nordic 
Iceman makes it 3-0, and that's his first goal of the season. Big goals from a couple new faces with Felipe Antonio and the other Felipe, Felipe Oliveira, and a very familiar face, Sindri Wheelow, coming through in the clutch. He got subbed on, second half, first touch, boom, goal. Big clue there as well, Fonze. First touch. Wink. Yeah. So three goals against a team that we've previously scored five against at home and FC Carolina have been at the bottom of the bucket for the other division all season long. It it was expected that we win a huge relief that we did win because then that made sure we would host last Tuesday. So we did on Tuesday night, we were against international FC and I remember our record going into this game was we won two, one versus international earlier in the season with that unbelievable Danny Reynolds. Unbelievable free kick which was whipped in the bins you whipped it in the bins awesome awesome goal and then we fell to the loss in nashville two to one so later in the season we went there to nashville on a very tight small pitch you know nashville outplayed us that night and they got the win so going into this game last tuesday night you know we had each uh, beaten each other so it was always going to be a tough game and to, to start with cfc like the majority of the season have started really really strong and a guy that we wanted to sort of give a special mention to was our man zeka farrar zeka who showed so much passion and desire he was all over the pitch creating chances really really dangerous he's had an unbelievable season as well and you know close to halftime cfc gets a penalty up steps our man Leo De Smith and he blasted the ball in the back of the net really well taken penalty and they say that is a really crucial time to score it's just before halftime so much momentum and so much excitement was going into halftime and I admit I thought we had it in the bag at that point but we still had a whole nother half of football to play yeah soccer is a game of two halves and in the second again CFC started really well lots and lots of chances really attacking (gasps) But we just couldn't execute, couldn't get the goals. And then disaster, 70th minute, Nashville get a goal back. 76th minute, even more disaster. They score again. It makes it 2-1. And we only had, you know, what, sort of 12 minutes to uh, to try and get a goal back. It was a familiar story with the final six or seven minutes of the match, seeing our opponents run out the clock, take it to the corner, earn the goal kicks, run a lot of clock out with players down in the field, which there were some legitimate cramps and stuff we saw on the field. But man, oh, just we were cringing in our seats and on the pitch watching other teams run out the clock and not face us because we were just, it was a barrage of attacks against the goal like it always is in the final 10 minutes. And man, just frustrating. It, it wasn't the, the Music City miracle that we had hoped for previously. So it is bogus. It is heinous. It's most non-triumphant. Ah, CFC season. Don't be dead, dude. But the regular season is dead. The MPSL season is dead. I just wanted to mention about, you know, something that I think encompassed the whole season. And it was a really beautiful moment. It's what this club is all about and the city is all about. And that was in Section 109, the raising of one city, one club, one love banners by the Chattahooligans at the end of that game was a really special moment. It's why we all love this club so much. That was really cool. We talk about how CFC are more than just a club, and we don't mean that in a cliche way. It's a very community-connected thing that CFC is that just happens to use football to excite their fans and get people organized. Yeah, very, very cool to see that happening in Section 109 where the Chattahooligans were. So tonight is the final to determine the winner of the MPSL Southeast Conference. Due to the time of recording of the show, we don't know who is in the final, but we do want to wish the finalists the best of luck. Here on CFC Radio, we will keep you up to date with who wins the Southeast Conference and how they progress, you know, through the national sort of playoff bracket now. You know, let's hope it's a Tennessee team though, eh? Yeah, it very well could be with Nashville and Knoxville potentially being in that mix. 
So, Farns, got a minute left. Let's have some of your thoughts on the MPSL Southeast Conference so far. Which team surprised you the most? Without a doubt, Knoxville used to be the cellar dweller of our conference. They almost won the conference this year. Congratulations to Knoxville. And I think we have to give a really big shout out to, you know, rookie of the year, brand new team to the MPSL Southeast Conference this year, and that's Inter Nashville FC. You know, they do deserve to be there down in uh, New Orleans this weekend. You know, we had some great games against them this season. And just the overall strength and depth now of this MPSL, especially in this conference division, has just grown so, so much. Some really, really impressive teams out there and made it. it's making it a lot, lot harder. It's making it a lot more fun too. The games are a little bit tighter, but it's better when a rising tide lifts all boats. Definitely. But wait! Our season is not over, folks. Yes. We have one more game. We're going to be playing against Asheville City Soccer Club in the Blue Ridge Derby. Derby. Kickoff is 7.30 at Finley Stadium this Wednesday. Be there. It's going to be the last game of the season. And remember, you can tweet us using hashtag CFC Radio with any questions you want answered on the show. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the club legend, all-time goal scorer, winter is coming, loot winner. You're listening to CFC Radio here on ESPN 105.1. The Zone. Winter is coming. Might just be the cold. Winter is coming. It's cold outside. You don't know cold. Winter is coming for him. It's either me or this cold, and it doesn't appear to be going anywhere. And winter is coming. You look cold, boys. It is a bit nippy. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> That's cold. Winter is coming. Mm-hmm. I'm cold. It's cold and it's wet. Winter is coming. You're crying because you're cold. You're a long way from home. Winter is coming. I imagine you might be rather cold. And winter is coming. No, that's all right. I'm fine. You're not. You're freezing. Welcome back to CFC Radio on ESPN 105.1, The Zone. Be a part of the conversation. Tweet us using hashtag CFC Radio. If you missed the show live or you are telling a friend about it, and you can listen to the show as a podcast at ESPNChattanooga.com, and you can also download it from iTunes. Then you can listen to it at work, at home, or even whilst getting your teeth cleaned at a River City Dentistry. All right, we are so happy to have Luke Winter in the studio with us today. Luke Winter began his CFC career back in 2011, and he has one of the longest-serving careers within the club. He is the leading goal scorer with 56 goals to date. He is also a five-time Southeast Conference champion, a three-time South Region champion, and three-time MPSL finalist. Luke is from Norwich in England and started his playing career with Wroxham, Norfolk, U18s and Easton College. Luke then moved to the States and played at Tennessee Wesleyan and had a hugely impressive career there. Post-university, Luke worked as an assistant at Bryan College and, here we go, was recently announced as the head coach for his alma mater, Tennessee Wesleyan. Luke and fellow CFC player John Carrier both together run Excel Coaching Company and run skill sessions and training camps for youth across Chattanooga. So Luke Winter, welcome to CFC Radio. It's good to finally be here. 
All right, Luke, first question for you. Take us back in the Luke Winter time machine. We're in 2011. You've arrived in Chattanooga. What did you think about CFC at that time? It was still a pretty new club, and you were new to CFC. What was it like? Yeah, I mean, back in 2011, I was one of the guys I was learning. I was learning about the club, learning you know, how to improve as a player from the older guys. Yeah, and it was just a, it's a great experience first year. Just a huge learning curve for me and my, my career as a player. And did you think back then that you were going to go on to be the uh, leading all-time goal scorer for CFC? No, I definitely didn't. Especially that first year, I was very much a substitute, a guy that came in at the 10 minutes to go and just played my part in the team, which, you know, at that point I was, I was happy doing. You know, as much as I wanted to play more, I was, that was my role. So who was getting most of the minutes in that forward position in 2011? 2011, we had, I think it was Mark Sherrod. He was playing up front. However, back in 2011, I was probably more considered a midfielder. So it was Jose Robles, Finn Glover, you know, good, very good players in those central midfield positions. And that's where you got in the mix as well as like a sender mid almost? Yeah, yeah. I think um, my first start for CFC, I played right back. And then I played a defensive mid role. I think that's how I kind of just broke into the team. Just, you know, anywhere I could, just I wanted to be on the field and I worked my hardest. Versatile Luke Winter then, eh? Yeah, back in the day, for <laughs> sure. Uh, when I was a little bit younger, I was you know, able to play multiple positions. I feel like I know the game quite well, so I was just happy to play. Yeah, and I mean, that's good for any up-and-coming players as well, right? I'm sure you'll give them that advice to, to definitely play in different positions. You know, I think it makes you appreciate the game a lot more. That makes me think of a question. I didn't realize you had played so many different positions so recently. What advice do you have for young players who want to be the next Cristiano but might end up being the next Xavi? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you got to trust your coach. You got to trust um, what they see in you and just enjoy playing. Playing anywhere on the field is better than not being out there. So, yeah. just got to be hungry. So, talking about goals, and you've scored quite a few. Hashtag goals. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> pool goals, right, Farns? Yeah. <laughs> Luke, what's been some of your top goals that you've scored for CFC? Um, you know, one that stands out is obviously the national final at. Um, at the New York Red Bulls. That was a, a great game, you know, be part of. And the score right there in front of the fans, definitely a, a big moment. You know, there's a couple of others that have been goals. I remember one, I'm not sure who it was against, but I think it was the semi-final before that game. It was just kind of sealed the game off, made it 2-0 two, two instead of 1-0. And just, you know, I, I just like scoring, to be honest. <laughs> um, any goal's a good goal, but, you know, those two kind of really stick out. Well, I think every fan would describe you as a, as a striker who is in the right time at the right place, you know, and you, you've just been prolific in your uh, CFC career. So can you tell us, what's your secret? How do you, how do, you do it? How do you score so many goals? Honestly, I, I think a couple of things that have always stood out to me that coaches have said to me, you know, just simple things. Um, the goal never moves. I think that's one thing. Um, the goal's always in the same spot. It's the same size. So, And I remember my first year... Um, you know, the coach that year, he he just really got on to me as a young player about not taking time in the box. You know, defenders always coming. So he just, and I was a midfielder then anyway, and he was just like, hey, you know, whenever you get a chance, shoot, shoot. So, you know, that's one thing I, I definitely remember from my first year. And so your first year was 2011. There was a different coach. That was Brian Crossman right at the time. Now we have a new head coach that started in 2012 and Bill Elliott. He's been here for the past five years. What other changes in the club have you seen? How has it grown? How has it changed? I mean, the support's one thing. For me, now that I lived here and I have for a couple of years, I get to see how much the community really likes it and, you know, just follows it. And I think with, you know, the club continually doing well, more people have been in 
been getting involved. You know, another big change now is the actual CFC Academy. You know, you've got 90% of youth players in the area all playing for the academy, um, which is fantastic, and it gives that gateway through the through the club. And speaking of the academy, so you now have been practicing as a coach for a while. When did you get involved with coaching? I got involved with coaching before I even moved out here. I helped with a under-16s team. Um, and then when I was at college, I worked at McMinn United Football Club. And I've just always been involved with youth teams in the areas where I've been living. Now, yeah, now that I'm here in Chattanooga, I've got the privilege of working with, with the academy. You're still young, you're still playing, but you're already head coach of a local men's soccer team. What's tough about being a young coach? You're not new to coaching, but these guys are not much younger than you. Do you see any challenges with that? And what do you do in those type situations? Yeah, it's definitely hard. I mean, even as an assistant at Bryan, when I first started there, there was players older than me. So there's challenges with that. I think um, because naturally you kind of respect your elders a little bit more. But, you know, I believe the the knowledge I have and the way my, you know, my charisma of coaching has, has helped me with that. And guys have always responded really well. So who are some professional coaches that our listeners might recognize that you look up to or you follow their lead? Well, Alex Ferguson's always been the best manager probably in England throughout the, throughout the history. Mourinho came in as a younger coach and was, you know, really, you know, set on his personality. You know, I quite enjoyed that. You know, so those two are two big figureheads. And then you've got the young coaches now, like a Klopp, who's really intense and really gets his guys going. You know, and I'd, I'd like to think I, I can have that on my players and get them going like that. So back to uh, CFC, you've played with many awesome players now over the last sort of few seasons. So we're going to put you on the spot here. What would be your ultimate Stein 11 of CFC players from past years? Also, you know, including the uh, your, your current guys that you're playing with this season. We'll go with a... Um, Four, three, three. Just because there's a lot of attacking players throughout the years. So Greg's in goal. You've got Andy Stewart at the back. Andy and Jordan Dunstan will be my centre halves. James Moore left back. Right back. We'll go with Carrier. He's a bit of a versatile player, but I've got to put him in somewhere for sure. And there's a lot of attacking players. I'd have Tebow in the middle. Niall in the middle. Aldo defensive. Niall and Tebow kind of. Oh, then I got to get Louise in there as well. <laughs> We can see your inner coach coming out here as well because you're, you're thinking about this tactically Louise as well. Juan as well. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got five midfielders that <laughs> I want to play with. <laughs> it's got to um, be 11, can't be 12. Louise is pretty versatile. We'll put Louise up front somewhere. We'll put him on the left at top. We'll put, I'll play in the middle. On the right, we'll have, I think Sammy. I've enjoyed playing with Sammy throughout the years. He's a very good player. We've got a good little combination between us. So That's, that's awesome. I mean, I think that'll be a pretty uh, a pretty formidable team, eh? So Luke, tell us a little bit about Excel that you and John have set up. Tell us what, what that's all about. What's your sort of plans for that going forward and how people can get involved in it? Yeah, Excel Soccer Training is you know, a private company myself and John set up. It's just about, you know, there's CFC Academy put on a lot of training. But a lot of it's team stuff. There is the supplemental training. But with one-on-one coaching, two-on-one, three-on-one, you really get to break it down for a player. And different players have different needs and different players have different ways of learning. And I think in that smaller environment, you can really focus on that and you know figure out what that player needs in order just to help them. We want to help them excel on the soccer field. Um, so that, yeah, we provide the opportunity. How can people find out about that? And what, what sort of age groups is it, is it um, target for? You know, I have clients from seven to 17 you know they're different groups obviously you want to train with guys your age you know the best way to to get involved is look on facebook at xl soccer training we've got a website xl hyphen soccer hyphen training.com 
So between those two ways, that's the best way to find more about it. All right, with about a minute and a half left, it's time for Rapid Fire with CFC's all-time leading goal scorer, Luke Winter. Starting off, favorite jersey that CFC have ever had? My first year, there was a split light blue and dark blue jersey. I think it was actually just a running shirt, but it was nice. (laughs) It did look good. Do you want to get a hat trick or do you want to get a winning goal? Winning goal. Gerard or Lampard? Gerard. Chatta or Nuga? Chatta. Boyzone or Take That? Take that. Winter is coming or winter, winter chicken dinner. <laughs> winter is coming. <laughs> Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, Messi. Woolly or Farns? Peacock. <laughs> Header or volley? Volley. Promotion, relegation or franchise? Promotion, relegation. Good, good answer. Favorite Chattahooligan chant? I find myself singing along to a lot. Which one, which one? Is there one in particular that you sing along We're to We're going to score on you. Yeah, I love and it. And then whatever it is. All right, last one. White or black cleats? White. Yeah, every time. Hey, Luke, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you out there on Wednesday night against Asheville. Come back and join us again on CFC Radio. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to be back talking to Chattahooligan and community man Nick Lestine. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to CFC Radio on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. We're Chattahooligans Andrew Brzee and Galen Riley, and you're listening to CFC Radio on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. The Zone. Welcome back. We hope you're having a fabulous Saturday in America's scenic soccer city. And don't forget, CFC take on Asheville City Soccer Club this Wednesday, July 19th. It is the Blue Ridge Derby. Derby. You don't have a ticket, you cry. Hey, where's my ticket to the Blue Ridge Derby? Don't worry, you can purchase one online at chattanoogafc.com or you can visit our friend, he's the man, it's Smallman, at Winerbinder Bookstore and Gallery located on Fraser Avenue. We are now joined on the show with Chattahooligan Nick Lustine. Nick has been a part of the Chattahooligans since 2014 and is a regular in the Chattahooligans' famous drumline. Nick also heads up the Chattahooligans Community Action Group, who fundraise for various organizations across Chattanooga, including our very own CFC Foundation's Operation Get Active program, and the team are behind some of the recent events like Operation Pie Mash, which raised over 1200 bucks. Nick, welcome to CFC Radio. Thank you very, very much for having me. This is awesome. My first question is a really serious one, Nick. What's the best birthday of all time? Obviously, September 3rd. Oh, yeah. I'm September 3rd. Me too. We talk about this pretty much every single time at CBC after CFC matches. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have a special celebration down at CBC then when it's, uh, what, September 3rd? Oh, man, that's great. That's what we should do. Yep, (laughs) September 3rd. Best people are born on September 3rd. So, Nick, to get us kicked off here, um, tell us, how did you get involved with the Chatter Hooligans? Well, I actually got involved 
with the Chattahooligans, not even through soccer. My first interactions with the Chattahooligans were at Chattanooga Roller Girls uh, bouts at the convention center. And uh, my friend Andrew Smith and I used to sit across from the Chattahooligans, and we were basically the Nuga section. And my friend Andrew was very big into soccer, still is. And so he started going to soccer games and, and hanging out with the Chattahooligans, and he invited me to go. And that was in 2014. I remember the, the team we played was Rocket City from Huntsville, who no longer exists anymore. Um, so we, uh, we had a lot of fun. I was hooked instantly. It is just, it, I was just struck by how energetic, lively, fun, exciting the atmosphere was. And I've since become a soccer fan. I think that's awesome. And I think we hear this story so many times. People go to a CSC game for the very first time and then they're hooked. They're in it. They love it. And they come back, you know, they're a part of the part of what it's all about. Um, and that's uh, that's great to hear how you got involved there. And so a lot of Chattahooligans are going to as a group to different events like the Chattanooga Roller Girls Derbies, Derbies, Bouts, Bouts, Bouts. <laughs> get, it, get it straight, Varnes. I got dragged by the Chattahooligans to a Roller Girl Bout. Um, so no surprise that they then dragged you to a Chattahooligan game. And the Chattahooligans have changed a lot since 2014. They've changed a whole lot since 2009. Since you've joined them, how has it grown and how has it become more organized? I think the most obvious uh, way that you can see the growth is just looking at Section 109 on Match Day. And it is just full and overflowing. We've actually moved uh, a lot of people are now in 110 as well. So it, it's two sections full of Chattahooligans. So the growth from that perspective has been tremendous. And as far as how the Chattahooligans have changed, I would say there's really every single year we get better and better. We get tighter. We get more organized. And some of that's out of necessity just to, due to how many people are involved. And part of that's just out of experience as well, just learning from our mistakes and continuing to uh, perfect our craft of supporting Chattanooga FC. So, Nick, you play the drums on game day. In the pavilion before games, before you guys do your famous walk-in, I didn't realize that you guys all congregate together, and that's where it really starts to happen, right? The, the drums start to sort of get going. And Is that something new this season, or have you guys always done that? That's pretty new this season. At, at least this is the first season that I remember us doing that. And, and again, that's a perfect example of how uh, we just continue to get better and better. It used to be you just show up with a drum and, and you bang it. And, you know, people can still do that, but we want to continue to sound better and better be tighter. Drums are really a critical part of what we do. They keep the rest of the crowd in sync with the chants and cheers. And uh, we just want that to be the best we can possibly make it. So on match day, I work at the will call tent area kind of in ticketing. I love getting so fired up hearing those drums. I mean, it's like hearing war drums, like people getting ready to go to battle, which kind of in a way it is. Bloodless battle, very family friendly bloodless battle, <laughs> very witty and creative and energetic. We've heard other instruments in the past trumpets is that coming back we heard a trumpet or a trombone one time we have had some horns this season and i'll be honest i was a little skeptical at first i, I didn't want us to go full-on pep band and, and <laughs> uh you know be like a, a college uh college band or something like that but the horns have been tremendous and one of my favorite songs this year has been uh, sweet caroline just when we got rained out in the birmingham match and we hung out in the concourse for mm. an hour that song just really stood out to me as being something that was very fun and without the horns it wouldn't have been the same what have been some of your best and proudest moments of being a chattahooligan there's so many there's there's small ones and you know a good example of a small moment that really means a lot to me is when opposing teams players on the bench look back to our section 
and just seeing the looks on their faces, seeing a reaction is is really what we want. And sometimes, you know, and, and they really get a kick out of it. Uh, another favorite moment is every time we get a win, the Chattahai Nugalow dance that we do with the players. I think that's a really unique thing to Chattanooga, and you really as a fan base get to connect with the team and you're really celebrating together in that moment and I think that's awesome. Another one of my favorite moments was when we had the 18-227 in attendance. Chattahooligans marched in under the scoreboard. Some of us think that was a jinx. Uh, we don't normally march in that way but when we marched in we stopped under the scoreboard and started the Chatta Nuga chant. That was an amazing moment. I've never heard it louder. So you guys are very, guys and girls, you're very family friendly. You are also very community friendly, more than just friendly. You're very involved with the community. You're with the community action team. Team. Okay. That's generally what we like to refer to it as, as a team. Community action committee is what I've seen previously. So what does the community action team do for the Chattahooligans? Well, there's a lot of people in it, and I, I really can't name them all, and I feel bad naming some and not naming others, but it is a it is a very large group. It's a very active group within the Chattahooligans. Basically, we are the philanthropic arm of the Chattahooligans, so everything having to do with community uh, involvement for different charitable organizations, we try to work with as many in our community as we possibly can. You know, So again, just a really large team of people. Uh, some of the organizations that we work with are, you know, of course, Operation Get Active. We've worked with Chattanooga Girls Rock, the Food Bank, uh, Volunteers in Medicine, uh, the Tennessee Equality Project, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Humane Educational Society, and of course, the infamous Operation Pie Mash for Mission Accomplished Stable Housing. So, you know, a wide variety of organizations. And basically, our goal is to just support the community that we love. That's a driving force behind what makes the Chattahooligans so passionate, I feel like, is a love for the city. When you're given a platform and a, a big population of people that love the city so much. It just naturally happens that we want to support organizations that really make a difference in our community. And we were talking off air about this. You guys do a fantastic job, and I think it's tremendous the work that you guys do for all of these different organizations. I love that you're here on air to share this, you know, because I think it's really cool for fans to know how, you know, all the different areas that the Chattahooligans focus in on. It's not just the game day environment that you guys create, but how much money have you guys raised over this past season and year? So far for 2017, we've raised $17,406 for the organizations that I just listed. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's really, that's really, really incredible. For listeners out there, Nick, can you tell us how can people maybe get involved in this team? Absolutely. The best way to get involved and stay up to date with all of the different uh, initiatives that we have going is going to be to like our Facebook page. It's Chattahooligan Community Action Team on Facebook. Just like that page. We have a calendar of events. One of the big things that we're focused on this year is we want to obviously have as big of an impact as we possibly can. So we want to make sure that all of the events that we do are fun, engaging. I think a really good example of that was Operation Pie Mash. We did a bake sale for the food bank that was pretty successful as well. And so we really want to get as many people involved as possible. We have a lot of volunteer opportunities. We also participate in different 5Ks and walks to support different organizations. So like us on Facebook, stay up to date with what we're doing, come and join us. Okay, so you heard him. Get on Facebook. It's Chattahooligans Community Action Team. Like them and get involved. So Nick, before we go, we've only got a couple minutes left and we want to get you with some rapid fire. All right. All right. Sounds good. These are actually teammate questions about 
your fellow chatter hooligans. We normally do this with the players so that they can talk about their teammates, but now switch things up a little bit. This is about your teammates, as in your fellow chatter hooligans. <laughs> All right, Nick, well, which chatter hooligan is the most competitive? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, Breezy comes to mind just because <laughs> he wants to just put on a, a good showing of support every single time. Who is the best songwriter for the Chatter Hooligans? Because you have all kinds of awesome songs. There are so many. I would say Bill Bolin comes to mind immediately. And what is your favorite Chatter Hooligan, Sean? My favorite is a new one this year. It's called Lonesome Boatman. It's an old Irish folk song that we have adapted, and it's a lot of fun. Could we maybe get a few bars? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 I would probably be Aldo. Be in the midfield, kind of uh, direct the tempo of the game a little bit, lead the team. I, I, I could see myself in that position. Great answer. Well, Nick, we'll end it on that high note. And thank you so much again for coming on the show. We love what the Chatter Hooligans do, not just for the boys in blue, but man, what they're doing for the community is even more important. So thank you so much, Nick Listine, for coming on. He's a Chatter Hooligan. He's in charge of the Chatter Hooligans Community Action Team. Get involved. Find them on Facebook, like their page, and have a lot of fun with them. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Wednesday's Blue Ridge Derby. It's actually Derby. 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 It's actually Derby. Okay. Uh, versus Asheville Soccer Club. It's the Battle of the Barrel. We're going to talk more about the El Conductor count and some quiz questions and more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to CFC Radio on ESPN 105.1 The, the Zone. Zone. Hey CFC fans, I'm Mark Tautz, center mid for the Chattanooga Football Club. Thanks for listening to CFC Radio on ESPN 1051, The Zone. Visit ChattanoogaFC.com for match details and tickets. To the final segment of CFC Radio. We hope you're enjoying the show. Please spread the word and tweet us with your questions and your comments to hashtag CFC Radio. You can also catch the show as a podcast at ESPNChattanooga.com and now as a downloadable podcast on iTunes. So to kick off this final segment of the show, let's get to the quiz question of the week. This week's quiz question is... Which CFC player this season scored in a match with their very first touch on the ball? And bonus points if you can name what match that was. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, which is downloadable at ESPNChattanooga.com or on iTunes, you can actually go to the first segment of the show where we give a very big wink to uh, maybe this week's quiz question. If you're struggling, go and check out earlier in the show. So we're going to give a quick nod now to the CFC women. Unfortunately, they lost their last game of the season last Saturday, 3-2 to two, against the Gulf Coast Texans. But they had a great comeback in that game in the second half. And we just wanted to say, you know, their season is also wrapped up and finished now for the year. And we had the fantastic crew of the CFC women's team on the show last week. And they've just done phenomenally well this season. You can, you can really see the infrastructure getting 
stronger and stronger year on year for the women's team and the, and the future looks really bright it was awesome to uh, to have Erin Ridley the uh, the head coach on the show last week she I thought she was really articulate about the club's plans and the, and the playing team that she's got and her set of plans for the future so well done women great season we'll be back for you next season yep and you and I Willie were there at that last match of the season for the CFC women's team they went down really quickly didn't they 3-0 we thought this is not a great send-off we looked at the scoreboard uh, near the end of the match and it was 3-2 it really shows the heart the CFC women team have and if you couldn't tell listeners from our previous episode with the CFC women's interviews. I mean, they are very fired up. They're very enthusiastic about what they do. I really enjoy hearing Erin talk about the plans and her vision for the club. She has this five-year plan set out for the club. She will be the first coach to coach back-to-back seasons for the women. They've taken some baby steps in the past, and I think they've had a lot of challenges, but we're going to continue to support them. Hopefully some really awesome things come out of the CFC women's team moving forward. And many of those women actually play in local colleges around Chattanooga as well, so there's definitely ways to keep up with uh, your soccer. If you're uh, having withdrawals from the uh, CFC season, there's plenty of local schools around in the Chattanooga area where lots of CFC players are represented, so Go and check that out. Their season is this fall, so there's going to be a busy schedule of games going on around in the Chattanooga area. So we're going to give you a quick update now on one of our players, Matt Alabama Aldred. Peacock. Peacock. He had to cut his summer short with us here in Chattanooga, and that's because he got a fantastic offer and a fantastic role as a strength and conditioning coach for the men's basketball and men's tennis program down at the University of Florida. Fantastic role for Matt. We just wanted to, from the club, just wish him all the best as he sort of starts that career down there. And you know you've really had a big impact on the people around you when the outpouring of support was the way it was for Matt when he announced he was going down to Florida. That's a huge opportunity for him, a top 25 in the nation basketball team. He's going to be the assistant athletic trainer there. And it's no surprise that Matt's in high demand, not just on the soccer pitch, but also in the professional realm. Because when we do soccer camps early in the week, Matt would first at 6 a.m. show up at UTC's strength and conditioning sessions for their football team. Then he would do that for three hours, come over to CFC camps, work for a couple hours, and then go back to CFC. Later in the day, he would train. You mix in the fact that he's traveling. He's not living in Chattanooga while he's doing this, and he's playing CFC matches. Very dedicated, very responsible, bright future for Mr. Aldred. Now that the twilight of his soccer, at least you know maybe CFC soccer career, has come, it's really there's a dawn on his professional career, and we're really excited and proud of him for how far he's gone. And for all the previous CSC players, I mean, many guys go on to, you know, do some awesome stuff, you know, and, uh, and so it's fun to sort of keep a track of their, their progress. And so we will do that here on CFC Radio. Next up, we've got L Conductor Count. Farns, what is it? It's now 146 matches in a row that L Conductor has attended for CFC. So we've included our last two matches the Saturday match in Carolina, which was 145, and then 146 was the match here on Tuesday versus Inter Nashville. Our competitive season is done. The L Conductor count is going to be bumped up one more time after this Asheville Derby. Derby. It's. Uh, d- 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 well, d- 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 I mean, we we've been saying this all show, right? I mean, it, it's a derby, not not a derby. So it's, I, a, it's a derby. We're going right? to change the way the English language is pronounced only for the word. Darby. So that brings us to 
the Blue Ridge Derby, Derby. Oh. The, the Battle of the Barrel. This is our last game of the 2017 summer season. Uh, we're taking on Asheville City Soccer Club. That's going to be this Wednesday, 7.30pm, down at Finley Stadium. It's going to be a really fun night. Great way to finish up the season. Asheville, brand new team, just joined the MPSL this year. They had a really good season. They actually were also in playoff contention. They played the same night as us on Tuesday this past week. They played against the Atlanta Silverbacks and just lost 1-0. I mean, a really very tight game. We were actually watching it because it was on before our game against International FC down in Atlanta. Atlanta scored an absolute screamer to win that game. And we talked about rookies of the year, newcomers to the league. I named Internashville as the rookie of the league mainly because they, gosh, they've got they've they've beaten us twice this year, and that's really impressive for a new team to come in and, and beat such an established club like us and some other established clubs. Asheville, though, let's not forget they're brand new to the league, and one thing that Asheville has done way better than other new teams to the league is their marketing their social media presence they're selling out their matches at home in their inaugural season so they would be my runner-up to rookie of the year in the southeast conference yeah and i think it just further backs up our our points earlier in the show when we were talking about how the mpsl is 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 growing there's some really good new clubs that are coming in running a really good tight ship and getting the support I think that's what's so encouraging to see is that they're getting lots of support there in Asheville. And we hope that can be replicated by more teams that come into the MPSL. So be there. Uh, the game kicks off 7.30. And remember, all of your 2017 season wristband holders and anyone with the 2017 home jersey, you get into this game for free. We are also, as a bit of a fan appreciation for the end of the season, we are going to be selling the home jersey for 45 bucks. It's a steal. It's a deal. It's Derby Day. Derby Day. So be there. We look forward to seeing you there on Wednesday night. Cheer on the guys as they as they take on Asheville. So we've got just a roundup here. Quick update on the, the Gold Cup, which is currently going on. The U.S. Are, are competing in that, and they drew their first game against Panama 1-1. Uh, they won their second game versus Martinique, 3-2, to two, very tight game. And they will be playing again tonight against Nicaragua in Cleveland. That's 7 p.m. CST time. And Nicaragua, I think this is the first time they've, they've sort of made it to, to a major sort of competition like this. So congratulations to Nicaragua. Next week, we're going to be having a CFC Foundation special. We're going to be talking all things CFC Foundation. And that's all we have time for for today's show. Don't forget to keep on following cfc on all social media pages and a big thank you again to our guests this week luke winter and nick listine thanks to our producers wells and justin and of course thank you listeners and you can catch us every saturday here noon till one on espn 1051 the zone signing off from cfc radio i am woolly i'm farns and don't forget keep on kicking in the free world Hey CFC fans, this is John Carrier, midfielder for the Chattanooga Football Club. Thanks for listening to today's show. Catch Chattanooga Football Club Radio next week from 12 to 1, right here on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. Chattanooga Football Club Radio is property of the Chattanooga Football Club. Visit ChattanoogaFC.com for news and updates, schedules, tickets and season passes, youth camps, and official Chattanooga Football Club gear. Chattanooga Football Club Radio.
a Brewer Media Group presentation on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. Broadcasting from the Home Rate Mortgage Studios, downtown Chattanooga, WALD-FM, Lakeside Chattanooga, ESPN 105.1 The Zone, a Brewer Media Group station.